This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian who is also owned by a cool cat named Stamper. Today, I'd like to talk with you a little bit about pet first aid and pet CPR. So I've recruited Artem Moore, a master certified pet first aid and CPR specialist, to talk with us. So we're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors and be right back to pick Arden's brain for all this information. We'll be right back. You know what I love? I love my cat. My cat Scamper has discriminating taste. He doesn't like just anybody. So when he acts like he loves me, it makes me feel good. Like, like somehow I made the cut. But you know what I don't love? Cleaning up Scamper's litter box. Which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust free, free from heavy perfumes, and it helps reduce airborne dander when I scoop. So what happens in the litter stays in the litter. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to ya. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And I've got Arden Moore with me, and she is such a fun guest to have. Welcome, Arden. Hey, pause up, Dr. Cat. So I'm kind of excited to help all of my listeners be able to handle situations that can come up. And I think that as a veterinarian, I see situations from a very clinical in my hospital setting. And that's why I invited you because. You know what people are going to see at home when I'm not there. So can we just kind of start talking about that? Oh, sure. I mean, people joke in my classes if they had a choice of dealing with an injured 50-pound dog or a 10-pound cat, it's unanimous. Let's take the dog. Because cats, I jokingly say, have five weapons of mass destruction. And uh, they uh, you have to negotiate with cats. They're not pleasers like dogs. So... In our classes, cat wrangling, we try to help people understand they have a flexible spine, they don't apologize, and things like your big, thick bath towel can be one of your best health allies. So I kind of want to talk about how can my listeners know when it is time to institute first aid? Can you give us maybe some scenarios that you have heard about or seen or assisted with? Sure, sure. The thing about cats, as you know, is they're both prey and predator. So they don't really want to show any sign of outward weakness because while they're out hunting, they don't want to be hunted. And so the clues can be sometimes more subtle than you see in a dog that needs first aid. You may see that your normally outgoing cat is suddenly hiding under your bed or in the dark part of the closet, or they're walking away from the food bowl or they don't want to be touched. These signs, of course, are, are subtle. But there are several things that would require pet first aid. And trust me, I'm not a vet like you. The whole purpose of pet first aid is to be that life-saving bridge between the uh uh-oh 
and the veterinary clinic. So the role of first aid for everybody is to stabilize, immobilize, and get a cat to a veterinarian quickly. So things like if a cat jumped off a counter and really fell clumsily, they may have a sprain or a hairline fracture. So we show in our classes how to be able to splint a cat's leg and immobilize them to be able to get them safely to the vet. Or the holidays are coming, or as I call it, the holidays, and your curious cat bats off a beautiful ornament and steps on it and has a bloody paw. As you know, paws are one of the hardest to stop bleeding. So in our classes, we show people how to be able to restrain the cat and be able to stop the bleeding. And with that, gravity is your ally and so are your arteries. So we show people where the arteries, main arteries are in a cat and we show them where the heart is. And then we talk about gravity. So whenever you are dealing with a bloody paw, for example, it's really ideal to be able to get the cat in a comfortable position, but the, the paw has to be above the heart because the minute the cat stands up, you know what happens, right, Dr. Cat? There goes the blood, right? <laughs> so these are just a couple of scenarios. I think that the incident of injury or trauma is one of the first things that pet owners can recognize. And, and they're the first responder when they notice there's bleeding more, there's lameness. And so I think you mentioned a big soft towel being sort of a, a tool. I think that's excellent. Can you talk a little bit more about ways we might use a big soft towel? Oh, yes. And people, I just ask everybody in class, I teach uh, Pet First Aid for You, and then I also do a instructor training program. I'm praying all of you do take baths. So you do have towels in your house. So it's important to dedicate a nice, thick bath towel that you can use for anything that may happen to your cat. And in our classes, we teach you how to do a couple of Perito wraps. When a cat is injured, there's different techniques we teach you on how to safely wrap a cat in a towel to protect them and to protect yourself. There's something about, it's almost like a hug, if you will. So for some cats, not all, this confinement, this being kind of tucked in sometimes does help their level of stress go down. The other ally is a uh, top-loading carrier. Don't try to, you know, with cats with their flexible spines and their streak of stubbornness, good luck trying to put a injured cat through the front door of a carrier. They're going to fight and resist. But if you wrap a cat in a towel, you can easily place them from the top into the carrier. Leave the towel in. That's really important because cats are all about their nose. And here you go. It smells like them. It gives them a little comfort. It I know I'm dating myself, but for all the folks that loved Charlie Brown, Linus had a blanket, and that gave him a feeling of security. Well, for cats, it's the same deal. They're able to smell themselves, leave the towel in there, so they feel a little bit better, but it also gives the veterinarian and the vet techs a little bit of a barrier, if you will, the towel, to be able to manipulate and examine a cat inside a carrier. So the key thing is you've got to get all the paws tucked in and the, and the towel wrap. And one technique that's really easy, I don't know, do you want me to give one step-by-step -step guide if you want? It's up to you. I would love any information that you could give. So that's great. So you can take a regular bath towel, folks, fold it in half and... Take the end that you folded 
and practice with your cat before they're injured. This is really critical because they download information and cats are observational learners. So they're like, okay, I've done that before. I know what the outcome is. So before your cat is injured, make it a fun game with, you know, really nice quality treats and all that. But coming from the back, because we never approach a cat head on, you would take that folded towel and drape it over the cat's body, but cover the head, but allow the cat to see forward but no peripheral vision, no side to side. And quickly with your hands, with a towel, grab the front elbows, push the back end of the cat against your body where the towel in your belly and be able to cradle that cat up and then place them inside the top of a carrier. And it's a really quick practice and so that you can do it all in one fluid motion and make it fun for your cat. And so when the real emergency situation happens, your cat has already had a little bit of experience about what to expect. I don't know. Don't you agree? Cats are all about, we want to know what's going on. (laughs) Absolutely. And you kind of mentioned a couple of things that I think are really, really important. So I want to highlight those things. Having the towel and having the cat already know that the towel isn't really a scary thing. That's huge. Even for bringing a cat to see your vet. I love it when there's a towel in the carrier from home. And the top-loading carrier makes my job easier, and it (laughs) makes anybody's job easier. Also, there is a product, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it, called Feel-Away. Yes. And it is a pheromone spray that is like the pheromone that a cat rubs when they rub their face on you. And it just kind of gives them this safety. I've marked this area as safe. And when you spray it on the towel before you put the cat in the carrier, even when the cat is hurt, it can just help them feel like things are okay. And I, I love that product. I'm really glad you brought that up. And that's, that is a big deal. You and I are both fear-free certified with Dr. Marty Becker's program, which I think is revolutionizing the way that uh, cats and dogs are being handled and hopefully boosting the numbers of cats that are now getting to see veterinarians like you. When I got married a couple of years ago and we merged our three pets apiece, so we have the furry Brady Bunch, three dogs, three cats. And my new cat, I guess his name is Mikey. And he would never even go in a carrier. And it was a spit fight to be able to get him apparently to the veterinarian. So I said to my spouse, can I try this? So I just started uh, getting him acclimated to the carrier, making it really an inviting place for him to explore, dropping in treats and spraying it with feel away, comfy little blanket and walk around with him in the house, get him used to the motion of it. Well, here's the bottom line. My veterinarian at Casa Linda in Dallas is also fear-free. Her name's Dr. Deborah Charles. I go there with Mikey. I've done two annual exams now where he is happy as pie inside his carrier with the feel-away, with the towel, and we can even do urine draws, and he's purring now. So, folks, you can't teach an old cat new tricks. That is so amazing. I've seen similar results at my practice, and I think it's just having everyone put themselves into the animal's place. I think we've been asking a lot of animals to understand why we do what we do. And instead of expecting them to understand, just try to make it as good as we can. That's what we do at Applebrook Animal Hospital. I wish you lived closer because I think you'd rock I, you'd rock it as a vet for me. I know it. But, uh, <laughs> and you know what? It helps to teaching pet first aid. Often the classes don't even have a dog, and I'm doubly blessed because I have pet safety dog Kona and my orange tabby pet safety cat Casey, 
So I'm very lucky that I can give people a little vote of confidence. You can do it with the help of my orange tabby, Casey, who's, I swear, has never met a stranger or been in a strange place. He's, he's quite confident. He's perfect. So he's a confidence builder for everyone. And I I agree that, you know, first aid is not just how you react in the situation. It's how you prepare and how you've planned ahead for those things that are going to happen. So taking a pet first aid class like yours, planning for the towels, having the feel away, having the right carrier. It's all about planning. What do they say? Planning makes perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? And also, you know, we talk about having the tools ready, but you've got to have the right, pardon the pun, you know, it's coming, the right catitude because our cats are great at reading our emotional states. So short breaths and, ah, and screaming and, you know, rushing around, these all translate to a cat saying, oh, I don't want to get near that human because they don't know what they're doing. So in my classes, I actually teach people the mental state to be in when you're in a pet emergency, and and that's to be in the present moment, or as Casey would say, to be in the me now. So you, you can't fret about what happened. You can't worry about what will happen. You have to be in that present moment to really render appropriate pet first aid for your injured cat. And here's the deal. I give people permission to freak out later. And I don't know what you think about that, Dr. Kat, but when you tell some people that you can see panic on their face and you say, guess what? When it's all over and stabilized, you get permission to freak out. It gives people, I think, the ability to do better in the present moment because they know when that adrenaline drains and when the cat has been stabilized, they can go get a shot of, I don't know, fireball or run up a mountain or do something or cry in the shower with a glass of Merlot, whatever is their <laughs> go-to, you know. But I, I think it, don't you think the mental state of the person is really as important as the physical techniques? Absolutely. Animals are so tuned into our body language. We're telling them that we're freaking out before <laughs> we're telling them that we're freaking out. You're right about being in the meowment. And it would be a great time for us to take a pause for a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Has your pet ever suffered from digestive issues, anxiety, or joint pain? We want to address these issues and more with high-grade CBD oil from Alpha, made specifically for your furry friends. Using Alaskan salmon oil as a carrier, Alpha Pet's 500 CBD oil is lab-tested for quality, consistency, and safety. Plus, we are giving Pet Life Radio listeners 25% off and free shipping with code PL25 for a limited time. So visit myalphacbd.com dogs now. That's myalphacbd.com forward slash dogs. Because your furry friends are family. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. Arden Moore and I are having a little bit of fun and also trying to share some great information about pet first aid and what you as the pet owner should know, consider, and plan for in the event of a pet 
semi-crisis, I guess. So, um, all right, Arden, let's pick up where we left off. You were saying that cat owners should be confident in the way that they handle their cat. And so um, I think we need to talk a little bit more about what our cats get from us and what they see in our body language and how a pet owner should react when something is amiss. Well, it's good to really learn to watch your cat and start doing, I call it being a pet detective. You know, it's one thing to just look at your cat, but you tap all your senses, you know, listen, smell, touch. These give clues to what's going on with your cat. Are the cat's eyes dilated and it's during the day? Are the whiskers really stiff? I pay attention to that. The other thing is you're trying to do things to be able to approach an injured cat without escalating their agitation. So approaching head-on is a bozo no-no. Same with scruffing a cat. I mean, people think, oh, I can scruff my cat and I can wrangle him. Well, then you're going to see the tail start to go quickly like a metronome side to side, and you're hissing off your cat even more. So we teach in our classes the dangers of scruffing. It just agitates the cat more, and now you're in a wrangling match with the cat. And I don't know about you, Dr. Cat, but my money's on the cat. And, well, I uh, hate scruffing. I, yeah. I, I preach about not scruffing when I talk with veterinarians and, and veterinary technicians about handling because right. I think that scruffing a cat convinces it that a predator has it by the neck and it's going to die. Yes, so that's, very good. that's very less than ideal for that cat. So yes, that is a public service announcement in my opinion. <laughs> well, that's why we like the towel. The towel is an ally and it gives comfort to the cat. Feel away is an ally. It makes them smell like, like the equivalent of moving into a new house because you picked it because when you saw that new house, the, the sellers had just baked chocolate chip cookies in the kitchen and it, the smell is beckoning. Does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> yeah, the smell of chocolate chip cookies is pretty beckoning anytime. Yeah, but but seriously, the whole thing is you don't want to use force to get a cat safely immobilized. Another trick is if you have a cat that's injured, you can actually place an empty laundry basket, plastic laundry basket over them. Because if you don't have a carrier, slide a cardboard underneath, carefully turn it up and you have a makeshift carrier. That's a great idea because yeah. an injured animal can hurt the person that's trying to help them, right. and that's important. So we talked a little bit about bleeding and injuries from falls and things, but there are a couple of other situations that I think my pet lovers would need to recognize. And so you talk about, I know in your sessions, how do you check your pet's pulse or check their heartbeat? Get the cat when they've just eaten or they just took their seventh nap of the day and they're kind of in a relaxed, cozy mood and you're also in a relaxed mood. And it's important to know a little bit about your cat's anatomy. So for starters, the cat's heart, your cat's heart is actually between the front elbows. But to get to it, you know, we teach CPR too. You have to go through the, the ribs and the lungs to get to the heart. But to really find the pulse on a cat, you go to the strongest artery. And that's called the femoral artery, as you know. And it's inside hind leg. So on a cat, there's the carotid arteries on the side of the neck. There's the brachial by the front paws, elbows. The hind legs are the femoral. And then by the bum and the tail is the caudal. That's how I call it, caudal. So to take a pulse, which is showing you what the heart rate is for a cat, you take your two middle fingers. You don't use your thumb. We know that because it's got a pulse in it. And here's a surprise maybe for you, Dr. Cat. 
we're learning from our advisors on our pet first aid program. We don't use our index finger anymore to try to find a pulse because we live in the digital world. And all we do all day long is swipe on our cell phones, our tablets, and our laptops. So our index finger is actually becoming desensitized. So we take the two middle fingers and we go up the crease of the hind leg and you'll find what feels like a little ribbon. And then you, you gently press on that and you count the number of pulses in like six seconds and times it by 10. And that will give the heart rate for your cat. Keep in mind, guys, a cat's heart rate is far faster than a big old dog. So the bigger the pet, the slower the heart rate. And cats beat faster than dogs. So it's kind of nice. You can see the little light bulb go off in our classes when everybody rallies around and we get to find the uh, pulse on the femoral artery on my cat, Casey. And he's purring the whole time, of course. Well, isn't that what Casey does? <laughs> he, purrs. <laughs> he purrs like a Mack truck. I mean, seriously. Or and he also talks. I mean, we were at a conference uh, and Dr. Deborah Horowitz, who's a renowned veterinary and behaviorist, was in the room and Casey's in the back with me because we were going to speak next. And he's in a silly uh, stroller with his cowboy hat on and his little harness and leash. He, he walks really well on a leash. And she said, you know, if we could just ask cats what they think, I think they would agree with it. Don't you agree, Casey? And in the back of the room, Casey went, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool cat. What so cool he answered cat. on cue. <laughs> So later she said to me, thank you so much. He made me look like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So there are some other things that I want to make sure that my listeners know about cats. It's not typical for a cat to pant like a dog. Oh. An open mouth breathing cat can be a sign of emergency. And one of the ways that you can assess some of the overall state of your cat is called the capillary refill time. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. In, uh, inside a cat's mouth on the gums, just above their fang, their canine, which I always find it's funny. It's called a canine, but it's a feline tooth. You can take your thumb and gently press and release and the bubblegum pink should come back within one to two seconds. Again, this serves many purposes. If you put a little, when you're practicing with your healthy cat, put a little bit of a tuna juice or something on your thumb. So when you're approaching anything with to the cat's mouth, they're downloading, oh yeah, that's that tuna time. So this is a safe way to acclimate the cat to getting your fingers in it, the cat's mouth. But the capillary refill check is really important because if the gums are pale or the capillary refill doesn't come back to bubblegum pink quickly, it could be a sign that the cat is going into shock. Yes. And so you know that my message always is stabilize and then get to the vet because Absolutely. Know, I'm a vet, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I love vets. So yeah, that's I, jokingly, really I, I jokingly say I'm not a vet. I don't play one on TV, but all veterinarians need health allies like us because we can together save a cat's life. Absolutely. Pet owners are my first responders. They're the ones that know the cat the best. Right. I couldn't do what I do if they couldn't answer my questions. So it's all a healthcare team. That is that is where it's at. I like that. I like, you know, we're all doing it for the cat and they may even thank us, but don't be holding your breath. Well, I think that they thank us in their own way. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They're, and I love cats. You know, people say, do you like cats better than dogs or dogs better than cats? You know what? I strangely like cats, dogs, and people. And I always will. 
I like them both as well because they're just different. They're just yeah. different. Just and like, and I actually like all animals. I even love goats. Nah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I don't work on all animals, but I certainly love them. And that's why I went to vet school. So I guess well, that stands to reason, doesn't it? It well, sure does. Can you tell my listeners some different ways to find you and the things? Because you do a lot of things. So um, certainly a web address or some other information for how they might be able to find you. Yeah. And well, my last name is Moore, so that just explains it all. But I'm really happy at this stage in my career to be getting the chance to do veterinary approved hands-on pet first aid. And I do it in person. And I also teach people to become instructors using uh, Zoom technology, which is a uh, interactive live. So for example, in a couple of weeks, I'm teaching six more students from all over North America in a two-day class how to, to become pet first aid instructors. We customize our classes for canine police officers, pet sitters, groomers. We've even taught veterinarians and vet techs. So I like that flexibility of our classes. So folks, go to pet first aid for you and it's a number four in the letter U or you can go to my main site which is ardenmore.com and that's my Facebook Ardenmore which we do a lot of posting and then uh, Instagram is Arden Knows Pets. I love oh, it. I forgot I, I forgot to I should say this too, sorry. The two day <laughs> instructor program is under ProPetHero.com. So that's a program that's part of Pro Trainings, which has established itself in human first aid. And uh, we added the uh, cat and dog element about a year and a half ago. So ProPetHero, if you want to learn how to become an instructor. Well, that's really cool. I follow you on a lot of, of those outlets. So I know that she posts cool stuff. So you can just Google Arden more and you will find a million ways to find her. But yes, so I'm so excited that we had you today. And I would love for my listeners to also kind of, while you're looking up Arden, go ahead and look me up. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. And I have an Instagram account uh, with Applebrook Animal Hospital, which is my animal hospital in Tennessee. So certainly I also have links to things and information. So I encourage you to reach out and find us. So Arden, thank you again. You're a great guest. Well, you're miabolous. I really think you rock. And thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. Well, it was my pleasure. So all right, cat lovers, go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.